What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. Learning how to do the time thing. I think we're already better at this episode, mm-hmm. but we're amateurs. So. Well, I'm not as drunk too. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, and I'm I, still I, slurring and fucking can't I'm say where I'm mildly we're hungover right now. Antihero. Uh, did you see Liver King? Yes. And his apologies. <clears throat> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, know. That that wasn't natural. And then the thing I saw today was the Russia exchange. Oh, yes. I just saw that, too. I literally just saw it. Yeah, on my way here, I just saw it. With, um, they, I don't know why or who the Marine is that was left in there. No, I I, I saw that and I saw everything was just briefly, so I don't know too much about it. But I never trust anything because I don't know if that Marine. Was like we don't we it's the news we'll never know what's the truth. Hmm. Wow. But wait, real quick to go back to the Liver King, none of those bodybuilders are natural. Yeah, we just got to put that out. <laughs> well, for <laughs> me, if you see, my biggest thing is boulder shoulders. If their shoulders come off their body like this, and I heard another thing too, abs. If your abs look like, like. They were implanted in you. Most likely, that's a steroid thing, you know. Because yeah. there's no way your muscles can just naturally get that big. <clears throat> no, especially in like a two-year time span, or you know, not saying him, he did that in two years, but he wasn't natural. I guess he was already like pretty successful, but then he got on social media last year, and then that's when everybody knew him. Because mm-hmm. the thing with steroids is. There's no benefit to telling somebody you're on juice. There's no benefit. You benefit. You, you're honest. Yeah, I guess but so. there's no benefit. It's not like a, a one. That's I read one bodybuilder, Seth Forosi or something like that, and he said that uh, he got nixed from. He started his own company, but he got cut from this supplement company that he worked for because he was honest about it, and he told somebody. And then they cut him because they're like, you can't say you use steroids. We're a supplement company. We sell supplements to people to get big like you, you know. And so all, all of them, every single one of them, it's a scam. Yeah, so all of it is a scam and a fraud. There's no if you if you were on if you got jacked as fuck and then you in two years and then you would benefit in no way if you told people you were on steroids. Yeah, because yeah. they would just everybody's like, got to say they're natty. Yeah. I'm natty. I, I naturally look like this, which is BS. But I, I, I don't. It's all to make money. That's all it is. You ever see like cops that walk around that are clearly on juice, like clearly? Yeah. And it's like you know, do they get an exception? You know, I feel like they're gonna gun for me as soon as I fucking launch the first episode. But you know, you got yeah, so it's like. I don't want to say it's not fair, but there's dudes and in the military too. You ever see like TikTok guys that are in the U.S. military, or or, or that compete in amateur bodybuilding, and they're in the military and mm-hmm. they're f- like, how do they not get tested? But dudes are getting cut for smoking weed. 
Yeah. Oh, that, there you go. Yeah, because the weed test is way cheaper than the steroid test. Yeah, that's what that's the true. test I have always heard. That's the whole big thing is that they have to like specifically test for steroids. They and don't do that when you go in. They just test for you know your basic drugs. So they have to really want to fry you. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I've I've seen guys juice in the military. Yeah, yeah to give it to true. them, and then the, the thing is with people with steroids, they call it cheating. I don't. It's they still work really hard. They still go to the gym for hours and hours. Yeah, and, and eat they super eat. healthy yeah. and stick to a routine, and that's super. That's a lot of discipline and a lot of motivation and hard work to do that. <clears throat> I don't do that, obviously. <laughs> what? <laughs> I take tea, testosterone, the TRT. I've been doing that for a couple of years, and that. It's not going to put muscle mass on you. Like It's just like you said. You still have to eat five meals a day, work out two hours a day. So, you oh, know. But it gives you that, that, that little bit extra. If you put in the work, it's, it rewards you. Because my tea was like 417 naturally at 32 years old when I started it. So. Do you think that's from the military? I heard that like deployments, like just living a high-stress life for a year straight, and then coming home, like that dumps your T levels down significantly. And then there's there's a bunch of other things that kill your testosterone, age. Um, but yeah, uh, deployments are, are just studied or just mil- – I don't know if it's like a military life and then getting out and then you're just regular. like that. But that dumps your T levels like tremendously. So yeah. my family doctor said that 417 – was good enough. And I was trying to explain to him, I'm a cop. Like, I need to be, like, I want to be up there, you know. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't do it. So I had to find some, like, club. It was 200 bucks a month. Whether you were taking point five or 2.5, you know, it was 200 bucks a month flat. And then uh, I finally got it covered under my insurance. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> That's not bad. Trying to get on it? Yeah. <laughs> you trying to be optimal, Sam? <laughs> I like being natural. I'm natty. <laughs> I'm natty. Uh, I just got back from Arkansas, and I flew on a plane for the first time in like two years. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the importance of headphones. Yes. So I ended up watching half an episode of Breaking Bad on the chick's phone next to me because she had subtitles on. <laughs> she had earphones oh, okay. This guy yeah. was checking me out the whole ride. <laughs> the whole ride. The whole ride. <laughs> Yeah, I bought, I went to uh, New York and I had to buy headphones. Out of the vending machines? Uh, no, I went to one of those shops and fucking wasted money. How much was that? It's like $50. For like cord headphones? No, then I kept going up and up. And he's like, well, this will be better for that and this and that. And it was just an hour flight. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I need the noise canceling. And they, and they wanted me to pay for Wi-Fi on my flight. Like, you know, I didn't pay for I was stubborn. I didn't pay by the time I realized they offered Wi-Fi, I was halfway through the flight. Mm. It was a two-hour flight. I can understand that going to like Ireland and overseas. Yeah. You got a 13-hour flight. But something that's just in the U.S., just sleep. That's what I did. Drink a lot and then fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Arkansas. Yeah. Holy shit. That place is depressing. I've never been there. Oh, my God. I've never been there either. I just did a turn and burn real quick. But, God, dude, it was uh, it was just – there was nothing there. I have drove from Memphis, Tennessee Airport to the place I was going, two-hour trip, and, like, there was 
three places to eat food the entire it was like cow pastures and like it reminded me like pennsylvania if you mix south carolina and pennsylvania together that's arkansas okay so the whole point of um today was the camaraderie thing yes the the difference between military camaraderie and law enforcement camaraderie oh god my dog how did she get down here i don't know she opened the door you have not door handles? I do, man. I don't know. <laughs> she's not just going to be barking the whole time. So I'll cut this out. Hold on. Penis. Get out. If I was his neighbor, I'd feed this dog chocolate. Dark chocolate. Like, throw it over the fence every day until she's dead, and then I don't have to hear the dog bark. (laughs) (laughs) I usually have my wife do that, but she's not here, so I had to set up everything on my own. So it's probably not going to work. This, something's probably not working. We tested both mics. The camera, I think, is working, so we'll see. But anyways, camaraderie, I'm out of breath. I ran up and down the stairs. It's not the same. And I had a dude, before I got into law enforcement, I had a guy tell me, Tyler, it's not the same. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've seen End of Watch. I'm ready to be part of the brotherhood, dude. Yes. And he let me, you know, he was like, you'll see. And holy shit. He was right. Oh, yeah, it's, I would say... There was a point where it was, I would say, up there with the military. <clears throat> but it's hard to compete with the military because military, <clears throat> we do everything together. Yeah. Everything's together. We sleep, shower, train together. What and, else do you do together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and it's true because you're for, in the military when you get there. You're kind of forced to be best friends with these people. Mm-hmm. So then when you hang out, it's like you never would have hung out with these guys before, ever. But now you're hanging out every single weekend with them. And then even when you're training, you're in the woods with them for two weeks. And then, I don't know, did you do that in the National Guard? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just being a dick. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, and so when you do that, it, just, it does create a brotherhood. Yeah. I mean, whether it's or not- the common ground of this sucks and yeah. we're doing it together, and the common ground of even now in the military, your bosses. <laughs> your bosses sometimes they suck and make you do shitty things, and that's the common ground of doing that. And it's like an us versus them. Yeah, and I, I damn, I was gonna. Say- because like in the, I'm in the military, again, we did everything together, and everything sucked. Everybody was bitched and complained, but we still did it, and <clears throat> that was the brotherhood there. Well, in law enforcement, too, you don't ever hang out. I mean, I don't know. Some people, so for, there's two things. First off, there's no such thing as choir practice anymore because everybody has take-home cars. So you got the yeah. big cities. I, they still might do it today, but every, when you can't go after a shift – Everybody can't go out to drink because you got to drive your take-home car home. Mm-hmm. And then you're not going to go home, change out, and all meet back at bars. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. as much as you'd want it to. And the second thing is, every where I work, everybody lives 
like the, I live like two and a half hours away from some dudes and we all come work here, but then we live here. And I swear to God, like my last shift, we were all over here. No one actually lives where we work. Yeah. But you know, so actually hanging out, you have to make like plans in way in advance. Then people don't show up. And the thing about because <laughs> the they really don't like each other. <laughs> the thing about the cop job is like anything you do or say can get you fired. Yeah. In the military, anything you do or say doesn't get you fired. It's yeah, like I think damn near impossible unless you what <clears throat> domestic violence. But even still, guys stayed in. Oh yeah. So it's like. You had to do something hardcore, and you had to be convicted of it for to to get kicked out of. The well, military. I think yeah, to get kicked out of the army. The, I know the only thing you couldn't do on social media was talk shit about the president. Now at the time, social media was starting to become a thing when I was in, mm-hmm. so I could be totally wrong about it today. But like, you literally couldn't say like, Obama sucks, mm-hmm. uh, or, or maybe you could, but you couldn't say there was just limits. But now, as a cop, I mean, like right now, we we have to edit two, three times in a video because it's just you're talking naturally and you're like someone, like you said, is going to get butt hurt or they're going to Or start. they just say, hey, these are, these are your cops or something. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and, and like I said, they're going to gun for me. As soon as these come out, they're someone, some fat lieutenant is going to go, I don't like this. And then make a scene out of it. And then everybody's going to have to act on it because the cops, the leaders, I don't think... There's not as many of them anymore that'll go, who the fuck cares? He comes in, he does his job. He didn't violate any policy. So why are we crying about it? Mm-hmm. But, I love my leader, so. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree I was, with what you I'm said. I'm just saying, <laughs> there's, there's going to be one dude that's like, and he'll watch it too. So, Thanks for the view. Uh, yeah it's all that and and the cop world's all cya Mm -hmm. cop world's predominantly college kids military's high school kids that don't want to go to college and it's i don't know it's just two different types of people going into the military how many crazy weird ass people go into the military yeah that's true and then how many college kids are in the the only reason I got into the cop world was because I had military behind me, and they love that in the cop world, which they don't know that the secret in the military is they don't they create the greatest followers, not the greatest leaders. Yeah. You're telling this kid to go to this country, fight this pointless war in the fucking middle of the desert. <laughs> That's not the... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Jump out of planes, get shot at all this shit. A smart person stays home and gets a good job and... Yeah. Safe. <clears throat> yeah, the, and uh, with the camaraderie thing, I think that agencies. I that that answers my question. Then why agencies are like we love to hire vets, veterans, veterans, veterans. Except they're not like veterans. Veterans like us will probably not like it if not last in cop work because they're gonna walk in like, what the fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no. I think that people coming up that haven't – like the military I don't think is a thing if you want to do something – like I'm going to say if you want to do something cool, do something badass, do something cool. Right now, if you're 19, 20 years old, you're looking at the military. There's no more wars anymore. No one wants to sit around garrison. They want to go to war. That's the worst part is garrison. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so when you have nothing to do, yeah, cleaning out fucking conics and shit. Yes. So they want to go to war. So there's no you. The only way right now, if you look at it, the only way to go to war, I think, is to become soft. You know, special forces, Navy SEALs. Okay, well, most people are going to be like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. So you know, that's really fucking hard. So what's the next thing? All right, law enforcement. But it's I think it's commonly known now. That being a cop isn't badass. And I think everybody focuses on SWAT. It's like, oh my God, that's how I'm going to be badass. I'm going to be an operator. And so I think that's because I, I look at, and it might just be biased on my pages that, or the algorithms, but like, I mean, they make some sweet SWAT videos. Yeah, of course. But I mean, being a cop on the street is significantly more dangerous yes and significantly more of a rush i think if that's what you're looking for um and i'm not shitting on SWAT, obviously because they're special weapons and tactics we need them obviously obviously. but you know i think that that ties into the camaraderie is that people if the camaraderie was there people would look at law enforcement more as a badass job to do and like I said, I, I think it's starting to become common knowledge now, even to people on the street that, like, you know, it's pussified. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's, well, it's, and it's just the job itself is just a kind of a difficult job because you have, again, you don't have that brotherhood, so you have cops going after each other. Yeah. Cops are not, you know, they're not really your friends. Everybody's looking out for each other because they want to survive and you know supply for their family. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, it pays where you work. It pays probably. This all depends on what state you're in, but I mean, the current agencies we have now, where we live, pay pretty well. Mm -hmm. The benefits are good. Um, It's not a hard job if you don't want it to be. I guess you know, and so. Um, but I mean, I can't, uh, it's just do your job and go home and that's it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's hard for me now to tell people do it, like do it, man. It's a fun, rewarding job. It is at times, but now, you know, it's, I, I, even when I started camaraderie was better than it is now. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing, what sucks about being a cop is you could do a million good things, but they judge you on the one mistake. Yeah. That's your bosses and the people. Yeah. That's not just the people. That's in your, you can do a 20 years in, as a cop and then somehow somebody gets under your skin and you, like, let's say you punch them in the face and they didn't need to get punched, they'll wipe away that 20 years. Yeah. That's it. You're done. And then you'll be shit on. You'll be called a bad cop. And you could have done a thousand good things as a cop, but if it's all about your one mistake. And like that, I think that yeah. that stress and that lifestyle that we live, I do think creates a culture. When I say brotherhood, I mean like when you're out there on the streets with your shift, like that. I don't think is there. The blue line, I don't. I don't want to call it brotherhood, but the culture is the something that, like, no matter if you're a cop in the beaches of San Diego or a cop in the fucking ghetto of philadelphia you're still there's just something that even though you don't really do much in common there's still that like like me and you 
getting, you know, having to deal with, watch what I say, (laughs) to deal with like the stress of being a cop, Mm -hmm. which is 98% the lifestyle and 2% the calls that we go on. You know, it's not, and and I think all of that, that ties in, because like it's one of those things where like you could not like a cop, like you could not like them at all. Personally, you think they're a shit bag or just, you know. They suck and you don't care for them. And then you could see that dude. It's like, kind of like a family member that you fucking hate. Yeah. You know, if you saw that family member getting tuned up or in a scuffle, you're going to go and make sure that person's good and then you're going to walk away. Because it's like a code, I think. You know, so if I, you know, it's the same as you're going to. We're gonna, still, but I, I think we're losing that too. Yeah. Because, you know, we, ha- it's just, I don't know, we have. Even these rules with us that, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. I can tell. Yeah. I, I, trying yeah. to, you're trying to think of the way to say it. I can't, because I'm not, I, I don't have college. <laughs> well, it's just like the see what, it's like not saying something So like stupid. the people that I got along with in the military, and I always pointed out to them, because there's a couple guys that I work with, and they're like, we get along, we're assholes, but we get along, it's, it's, we all have military. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, what brought you and I together. It wasn't the cop job. Yeah, it was the military, true. and that's what the military. That's how you know it's better. You were in the eighty second. I call them the cult, and they were the, the you know, in their eyes, the top tier military. They shit on everybody. They hate everybody. If you're not eighty second, you're nothing. I think a paratrooper is the most. It's a very punk rock. Uh, the maroon beret <laughs> represents guys that. Uh, great camaraderie, uh, kind of shit bags. Uh, like not, they, they look at Rangers like, wow, why would I want to do that every morning for two hours and cut my hair like that and be a mindless robot? Kind of lazy for, I mean, not lazy in the sense that like special forces is, is awesome and a lot of guys transfer over, but you know, paratroopers are the type of dude. I mean, who's the type of guy that you're going to get a guy to join the infantry voluntarily? And then you're going to be like, we'll pay you $150 extra a month to jump out of an airplane. Now, I, mind you, I don't think that $150 has gone up since World War II. It just it doesn't go up with inflation. It just stays. And that was a while ago, so it could have changed. But, you know, it's just a paratrooper is a type of, like, you could set a Marine down, a Pogue down, a Navy SEAL down, and a paratrooper down. And you can... Pick out who's who just by talking to him. I, yeah. I think. Oh, of course. Yeah, and uh, and well, because the marine will tell you he's a marine within five <laughs> seconds, <laughs> so he'll be done. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the pogue would be out of shape and have a tattoo of U.S. Army. We right? the people. <laughs> and the Navy SEAL will have the beard, and he's in massive fucking shape. Yeah, and he would tell you how humble he is. And how cool he is. <laughs> and then you have the paratrooper be like, you're a leg. <laughs> you're a leg. So that's how I would tell everybody. Yeah. So, But again, and the military, even when we get out, no matter what you did in the military, it's like you did that shit, the same shit I did. I know everybody has, it's like, it's just, it was shitty to be in the military, but it was also good. It saved me from a lot. I think a lot of men, 90% of this, these boys out of high school should join the military yeah. because, you know, kind of grows you up, makes you 
it could definitely it, like expedite it, it. Yeah. It gave me, you know, I did a lot of the dumb shit there. Me too. And I think... And it saved me because, like, a lot of dumb shit I did there if I did in civilian. Work. Ah, that's a good way of looking at it because, for me, it was like when um, Amish people go off and when they turn 18 and they go... Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Amish people, when they grow up, they're very strict and whatever. And, I, God, I'm going to sound so offensive, so no, I'm okay. sorry. But I don't know what I'm... I hardly know what I'm talking well, about. before you cut this, I'll reload. <laughs> Amish people... When they turn into when they go into adulthood, they go off to make sure that they want to stay Amish, right? So they go okay. they go out into the real world. That's a real. They, I didn't think that was real. Yeah. I thought that was just a movie thing. No, no, no. So they and I think that was like my like I grew up like my dad was a cop. I didn't get away with anything, dude. I was such a good child. I didn't I didn't smoke or drink or anything. Definitely no drugs. Definitely no weed. And then I joined the military, and it's a it's an environment that encourages it. Mm-hmm. Not so much, not the drugs, but definitely drinking and partying and doing dumb shit. Whoa, I hit it hard. Like I didn't have like the two years in high school like normal people do, and then go in and get a little bit more into it. Like I went like zero to sixty in party mode because I was a- that, and I was trying to look cool with my you know the older guys too. Yeah. I just I literally just got back from visiting somebody that got me into drinking when I was, I remember being like 18 or 19 in the army and I was like, I don't really drink. And then I had some beers and I felt, you know, God, I sound like such a nerd. Yeah. That's <laughs> pathetic. Would you suggest it to your son, the military? As a whole I son? am telling him to join the military. <laughs> I want him to join the military because when a lot of the kids that are like, I don't know, you'll find out in the military what you want. Because mm-hmm. then you'll find out government work sucks. Yeah. It's something. reliable, but it's, it sucks. Yeah. And then, yes. But the military, what, their, their salary, I mean, their retirement is 50% of their, their salary if you do 20 years. It's only 50%? Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of them get jobs after they but, get out. But the, retire, the medical benefits okay, right now. Yes, well, I'm just saying right now, like in today's times, yeah. you're watching cops retire and have to go back to work full-time because they are they can't afford medical insurance. Like that's how they have to pay for their medical insurance with another job. Yeah. So, damn it. I was going to say something that I thought about. Oh, so, okay. So your son, what would you tell him to do? Would you guide him into a branch or an occupation? Or are you just going to let him like decide if he wanted to? So if he wanted to at 18, which when he turns 18, he's an adult. So how are you going to pay for college? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that with your zero income salary? (laughs) With your zero income? (laughs) So... You know, Uncle Sam, I went to Uncle Sam, and that's how a lot of me started. But it wouldn't matter for me what military. I would want him, the one thing I want him to do, do active duty. Yeah. Oh, straight like active last time duty. We talked, yeah. yeah. Just go straight active duty. I don't care what branch. Preferably, the order would be Air Force, Navy, Army, Marines. If he wants to do, because I met a, a ton of Marines that they all get out after their fourth year. Yeah. And, you know, even as much as they hate it, they still loved it, but they didn't want to do it. They didn't, or, or they definitely didn't want to stay in. Yeah, and a lot of Marines, it's very hard to catch a Marine doing twenty years because it's just that's it's. I think that's the toughest branch for me. Well, so I, I always most, say most discipline and the toughest 
branch is the Marines. Yeah. They're the only ones that don't have to go through and retrain if they switch branches. Yeah. They get but to... they have their, their boot camp has way more structure, way more discipline. They have a better culture. Have you ever seen a Marine that leaves and comes back for training, like after a boot camp? Mm-mm. Robot. Like the I went and saw – I had a friend growing up. We played in bands together. He joined the Marines. He came back after boot camp, and he was like – Hey Tyler, how's it going? And it was just like it was wild. Like, dude, what they do to you, man? You yeah, know? I like the, the Marines are the most structured, the most disciplined. The Army, so the Marines are always about the best of the best. Mm. The Army is, and that's when I learned through the military and through the history is the Army's an occupied force. They just need the numbers. Yeah. You die, we'll replace you with somebody else. Yeah. Well, the Army just never made sense to me with that. But <clears throat> yeah, the Marines is you know they do all the crazy. But you know the Army did too. You know I don't want to know. We're gonna get shit on. I know the Army did all the crazy shit, the crazy big battles. But they're an occupied force. They stay there. That's why our deployment was twelve fucking months. Yeah, some a lot of people when I was in were doing fifteen months. Yeah, because you stay there. Fuck you gotta that. deal with the shit and try to win the people over who we're killing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a shirt. I, I made a shirt. That don't do what I do and not a lot of people understand it and the best way to describe it is when you're telling your son you know who wants to join the military you're in the back of your head you're like I don't it's hard because you're telling him don't do what I did right but dad I want to I want to be infantry and he sees you and I want to be a like he sees you and you're like dude I'm telling you don't do it and that makes him want to do it more. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought, like, my son, like, he was, he's like, I want to be a policeman. I'm like, no, you don't, dude. But all he sees is me and my gear. And then, and then there, there's the, there's the big, like, my cousin was, is going to join the military. I was thinking about it. And me and my brother, who are both grunts, one's, he's a Marine, and I was in the Army. And, you know, we got tattoos, you know, we have certain attitudes about us, you know, and you can definitely tell somebody that was infantry in the Army or Marines and somebody that was a desk jockey in the Navy or the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, and, it's two different lifestyles. And he wants to join, and his dad's like, dude, talk him into the Air Force. My uncle's like, tell him to go in the Air Force. So you can see me and my brother trying to convince our cousin, hey, man, go in the Air Force. And he's like, but that's not what y'all did. And it's like, not trying to say I'm cool, but it's like, Somebody that you that is older than you and you kind of want to emulate in good ways, telling you, "Hey, dude, don't do what I did, man." And you're like, "Well, I, now I want to do it more." Yeah, but. it's it's like it's 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 so con- it's I don't know it's just fucked it's fucked it's weird and confusing because like my dad, he was a sky soldier, he was drafted in Vietnam, he's got a purple heart, and he would never want me to do yeah. anything like that. Cause, <laughs> But then he was so proud of me when he put the blue that, cord on me. That's the thing, too. He put, he put the blue cord on me. Yeah. And, and it's like, like a, you're about to get in some <laughs> shit. And then like, I told you not to do it now, but now yeah. you're part of it. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. And that's like secretly, yes, if my son became an 11 Bravo or something badass, I'd be like, wow, he did something great. Because it's like, <clears throat> with me, it was like, I couldn't fill in the shoes of my dad. He was a Vietnam draft. He did the NYPD in the 70s. Yeah. But that's what we need. We need a badass picture of like a '70s cop in like a leather jacket. I'm gonna work on that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, you don't have anything law enforcement. I'm right behind cool. you. Oh, the... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to <laughs> know the history behind this. 
where this came from. That the blue line, right? I know, but when and where? Because when I oh. first came a cop, I don't remember seeing it, or do we have it? Dude, a blue line's been around forever. Has it? I think it's like hold the line. Yeah, well, this is to separate from chaos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, if you can't, obviously, if you're not watching, there's a, I hung a blue line uh, wooden flag behind Sam, and I guess he's just now noticing it's there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, and I said, would say for the military, I would want my son, 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 son to join the Air Force because that's where the smarter people go. You want him. You said you would want him? Yes, secretly. I would, I would love for him to get the structure and discipline of, like, a Marine, but I don't want him to go, like, through the stupid shit I went through. Because at the end of it, for me, I thought Iraq and Afghanistan were super pointless. I thought those guys who died over there and who went through shit, and then when we left, everything was gone. Everything we did was just wiped yeah. out in a matter of months. We'll talk about that. Uh, that might be our next one. Yeah. We'll go. No, no, no. We'll go into depth on the next one. Yes. Because so, like, that's an... It's... And... Not to get too far ahead, but it's... Joining the military is, like, what makes you... I don't know. Like, open your eyes to the bullshit. Yeah. To and seeing that, you know, the government really doesn't... <laughs> shit about that was them. the first time I learned. I was yeah. over there, and... Uh, um, we were uh, we were we started covering all of our trucks at our cop or our JSS with this gigantic black tarp. It was the mo- massive. It was like a flag that you'd see on a football field. And we were covering our trucks during the daytime. And I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing?" And they didn't explain why. They didn't tell us. And then I opened up the Stars and Stripes, and I look, and it said uh, that there Obama was reporting to all the American people that all uh, combat arms are out of major Iraq cities. And I'm sitting right there in the middle of Baghdad. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? They were still running missions. The <laughs> yeah. Rangers were still going around. Yeah, we just got to do them at night. Everybody up. Yeah, we did all of it. We switched to complete night ops and no day ops, which was fine by me because we were running day ops and night ops. So once they said, hey, you get half the day off now. All right. But going back to like, like when you're, and I say your son because he's way older than mine. So it's going to hit you before it hits me. When I, I guess. He wants to join. But he's got to know, or I know you know this, but for anybody listening, you want your son to know what he's doing. If he's going to pick a job in the Air Force or the Navy, that's not the job. He's got to know that when he goes, he can't be halfway through and go, damn, the Marines are cooler than me. Like, if that's his thing. If he's not insecure, but if he's joining to be a badass— and then he gets stationed somewhere with like a bunch of tough Marines, and he's like, "I'm like you, right?" And they're like, "Nah, no, fuck yeah." But if you if you know what you're getting into, and you're like, "Oh, I love my Marines, man," just not for me, you know. I'm if he knows, I'm like, I'm smart. That's where sport. I'll see when he's 18 because it'll change. If he's like, "Hey, Dad," like I, I want to be something badass, I'll be like, "All right, well then, don't join the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't join the Navy except the Corpsmen because I learned a lot about." The corpsmen, they're, they're badass because they're attached to the Marines. The corps, uh, I would tell them, hey, join the Marines or the well, Army. Well, the Army for me is the best bet because you can be infantry, right? Mm-hmm. So worst case, if you fail every pipeline in the Army, you're still a grunt, mm-hmm. which is still, to me, if you're going down that road of wanting to be something special, you got to start as a grunt. But the, the Navy, you know, like SEAL training is badass. They'll sign you... Up for buds at the recruiter station, but if you don't pass the pipeline, you go into a non-combat job. You can like go anywhere. Air, air, 
air a fucking conditioner mechanic or fixer. You paint the but, boats. You know, like, and then you got to wait to go back. And I think they only allow you to go back a certain amount of times before. And then you're in the Navy, right? Yeah. So it's not like in the Army, if you go to the Special Forces pipeline and you fail out, you go back to your unit, which we could talk about that because they fucking hate that when you go back. You know, especially if they didn't improve you going in the first place. Mm. But, you know, you're at least in a combat role in the Army. And, you know, the Marines, too, I would imagine. in, uh, But what they're saying nowadays is, like, you watch all these soft guys talk. When you're going into a pipeline, they prefer you not to be a grunt because you can offer the team a skill set, which is really true. Because all I know is grunt stuff, shooting guns, and cop work, right? But so I'm like, oh, let's say I want to join... You know, let's say I wanted to join a SWAT team, right? And I'm mm-hmm. somebody, and all my skill. You better be the best shooter because everyone's good at shooting, right? And so if you're not, if you're not like, oh, I'm, I'm a mechanic, I can fix these on the fly. You know, that's very valuable to somebody. Like yeah. um, all these guys standing around, your truck breaks down. Oh, I can, fi- I can at least get us out of here. You know, you bring something to the table, even like a water purification specialist. If that's your job in the army, and then you go become a special forces dude and then you're out in some third world country you know you can be like i kind of know how to do this you know yeah so i don't know well a lot of those I, i've noticed with the green berets bring those people in and just attach them to their unit mm-hmm. i've seen too. that like that's how one of my buddies got attached to the unit so i laugh because he always says referred to it as group group i'm with group i'm with group <laughs> but he was a calm he knew everything about communication yeah he was no grunt, but he knew everything. So they took him in. Said you're not, and a they just he got deployed with them. Yes, and he did everything with them, which sucks because it's like you're not the Green Beret, but you're with them in those shit areas, doing everything with them. Yeah, but you know, I, I think that's like why a lot of guys go through pipelines. Eventually, it's because they get they you get attached to them. They get to see it, develop relationships with them, and then they're like, okay, I want to do this, and they already got the end. If yeah. you're in, all you got to do is pass everything. If, you, uh, if you're if you not in and people don't like you, that ain't shit you can do. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So um, you got anything about – you want to tie anything else into the camaraderie thing? Um, what are we at? 39 now. <clears throat> we're, we're, we're learning how to do the time thing. I think we're already better at this episode, mm-hmm. but we're amateurs. So. Well, I'm not as drunk too, so <laughs> – I'm a, and I'm I, still I, slurring and fucking can't I'm say where I'm mildly we're hungover right now. So, you know. Oh, that's an, another thing with the camaraderie is drinking together. Yeah. Again, as a cop, you have to walk that line. Yeah, because when you have, yeah, when you have a platoon par- Christmas party, right? You got, everybody gets fucking hammered and does the craziest shit. Well, a platoon Christmas party is that you'll go out and now the supervision doesn't want to be held. And I get it. See, they don't want to be held accountable for somebody getting a DUI. Uh-huh. Or getting into a domestic that night. Because if they trace it back to the brewery that started at 7 p.m. for the Christmas party, maybe people are liable now. So they'll have their little, like, hey, guys, group photos, dinner. I'm a supervisor. I got you a little gift basket with a hat in it and a knife. And then they peace out. And then it's up to your squad or your guys. Let's go. And either go to somebody's house or the bar. And then that's that's where you can really build camaraderie until – you know, there's always some weird shady shit that happens or people get into arguments. I, I would say, too, also, on the job, it was always about, and this is 
this is what people think that cops always do. But like on the job, it was like looking out for each other. Like how many times did a private or a specialist come in fucking hammered that you told them, hey, go hide and sleep. Yes. And then you do show you can't do that. As no, a cop. You, you get can't. fired. That's it. There's, Everything is you get fired. Well, and it's funny to talk about because I, I was talking to some dude yesterday about it. One of my buddies and he was telling me he worked for an agency that was a little behind the times as mm. far as, you know, like some agencies are like. I, without saying them, I can't, it's hard, but some agencies are on point about firing you immediately and some agencies you're like you're in the newspaper and then you're in the back the next day mm -hmm. at work because the, the leadership doesn't care as much but you know there were, he was telling me like you know there would be times when guys show up to briefing and they smell like a brewery and you're like get the fuck out of here and mm -hmm. somebody will drive you home and admin doesn't have to know about it um Mind you, me and Sam have never done this. I'm just saying that that's... A well, see, I would say I've never done it because I did it all in the military. Yeah. It goes back to your point. You got it out of your system. I got it. So when I came in, I didn't have that. And plus, I didn't know those people, but I just was like, I'm not here for that anymore. And it's so hard because the cultures are different, too, because I'll tell you this. I got out of the military, um, and I applied. One of the first agencies I applied for asked, have you ever drank on the job? Right? So... I, this is the difference between the military and cop work. And if you've done both, you know. You drink a lot in the military. All During the, the day, at lunch, you go. You Everybody has some cocktails, get you through the rest of the day. Who's that comedian where he says, hey, were you ever hungover in the military? And he's like, that is the military. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's a cultural thing. It's not wrong. You really won't get in trouble. You can't. I mean, you could show up in the middle of the day. And puke and, and you're going to get smoked. Yeah. And you're going to get... See, that's another... That's the... What's the, another difference between the military and law enforcement is when you fucked up in the military, they made you pay physically. Yeah. And, like, they just shit on you. They gave you the shittiest jobs and you're, like, kitchen duty. What, what is it called? KP. KP. There you go. And you did that for stuff like that. In the cop world, you're you're like, fired. professionals, you're fine. Yeah. 100%. And so there... But there are people in the military, like, we're professionals. You can't be like that. We're better than him. No. We're the dumb ones. The scum of the U.S. that joined. <laughs> At least in the infantry. Yeah. Oh, I guess in the infantry, we are the dumb dumbs. Yeah. That joined, and we're doing this dumb shit. We are not professionals. 